This is the Patriots Training Camp Cast. The Patriots Training Camp Cast is your source for all the news from Patriots Training Camp. Well, I do still watch the news. Practice is over, but the writers of Patriots.com have you covered. What did I miss yesterday? Now, here to review today's practice, the writers of Patriots.com. All right, welcome into another edition of the Patriots Training Camp Cast. This is Mike Dussault, joined by Evan Lazar from Patriots.com, and... We are fresh off the field of the first joint practice between the Patriots and the Raiders. Uh, Evan, right off the top, let's just start with the good vibes of the reunion. There were so many Patriots players there. All of a sudden, you know, Julian Edelman pops up, Mike Lombardi. Um, You're just seeing all these kind of reunions happening between former players. So at the beginning of practice, it was a a nice, happy vibe, everyone catching up. Yeah, exactly. And you saw Julian Edelman with several Patriots players greeting them big hugs all around. I tweeted out before practice started that Edelman was there. A little celeb shout out for Julian Edelman and got a lot of questions about whether or not he was in pads for the practice. And the uh, answer could have used him, I think is absolutely not. He did not participate in the practice, but I saw that he was, did something with our Patriots.com social team that's up on our channel. So you can check out maybe Edelman's take of practice today or something like that, or maybe just a quick hello to Patriots fans. Yeah. Yeah. He had a little bit of fun with it. And uh, yeah, I think, I, like I said, I think the Patriots might have, might have been able to use him today. Uh, before we get into the practice, though, same attendance as yesterday. Uh, not, no real surprises, really. Ronnie Perkins, Harvey Longy, Tyquan Thornton, uh, as well as Christian Wilkerson were, were not present and not participating. Uh, otherwise, it seemed like Isaiah Wynn didn't put the red jersey back on, so he is progressing as well. Uh, we got into practice, and we should have a quick disclaimer that the media tent here in Vegas, uh, as much as Bill Belichick praised this, you know, I think he called it the Taj Mahal today. He did. Uh, for the media, it was a little bit more difficult. We were stationed on one sideline of three fields. So we did get an up close look at a lot of Raiders stuff, um, especially early on, which was, which was kind of cool, but for the Patriots, a lot of things happening on that middle and far field that, that we weren't quite able to get. So, you know, no one-on-ones in terms of the defensive line yeah. and blockers and all that kind of thing. So, you know, these are our thoughts of, of the practice, but we were with the media, other media. So I think everybody kind of had a similar consensus. And uh, and that was, I mean, really kind of more of the same for the Patriots offense. It was really, um, you know, a struggle in team periods. And, you know, they, they did bounce back at the end. Uh, however, I just, it, it matches what we've seen. It's, it's in each kind of team drill period they make a play or two but then there's a lot of incompletes there's a lot of running plays into traffic and it just again it just doesn't seem like they've established a rhythm in practice this summer at at, at any point where they've you know really strung some plays together but I will with one caveat maybe maybe the last series that maybe offers some hope but uh you know otherwise though kind of what we've seen all summer yeah we can get to that last two minute drill because that's sort of the saving grace of this entire practice for the Patriots because we shouldn't sugarcoat it this was not a good Patriots practice the Raiders dominated almost an every phase until the very final sequence of practice besides maybe the Patriots D front against the Raiders O line. It seemed like the Patriots defensive front yeah, held, defense. its, held yeah. its own for most of the practice. But other than that, it was all Raiders. And I think with the Patriots offense, you were alluding to it just now. What is their identity? What is it that they're good at right now that they can say, 
if all else fails, we can hang our hat on this one thing and we can do this one thing. And at the moment, I don't know what that is. I think over the last couple of years, for example, 18, 19, the last couple of years with Brady, it was 21 personnel, full back in the backfield. We're going to run the ball. We're going to incorporate play action. And they had that as something that was consistent offense for them and a consistent way to move the football. I think even last year at times that was their core identity. Now it it just doesn't feel like they have anything that they're consistently good enough at that they can say, this is what we do. This is Patriot offense. And I would love to ask, we talked to Mac Jones tomorrow, so maybe I'll try to phrase this question properly and see if we can get an answer from Mac. What is the identity of this offense right now? What is Patriots offense in 2022? Because they've dipped their toes in the Shanahan stuff. They dipped their toes a little bit in some more spread style elements where they have Mac in the gun and none of it has really consistently stuck. And that's what I'm waiting for is just one of these practices. And we're they're soon to close the doors on us even uh, after this week. Right. So I don't know if we'll ever actually see it until it happens in a game, but what is the Patriots offense in 2022? I still think that that's a mystery right now. We'll we'll leave the last period uh, for after this, because I want to finish on a high note. Um, But I, I now at this point, and you tweeted about it, uh, just a chance to see Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro up front, up close. Uh, they are phenomenal. Uh, the, the number of downfield passes, I mean, I, I'd have to go through and, and chart all my notes exactly, but I mean, I have like looking right now, three catches right off the top four even, um, you know, for, for Adams, he was all over the place, started in one-on-one drills where, you know, I, I, he was running up the sideline with Jalen Mills, looked like Jalen Mills had him pinned and, and pretty good coverage, right? Hit the hip. And then all of a sudden Devonte Adams just turned it on burned by him, easy completion downfield. Hunter Renfro is just money in the bank. You think about, we see a lot of Patriots practices where, they're checked out. You know, they, they're just right down to the middle. The little guy that just squirts out of the running back, squirts out of the backfield turn. That's what Hunter Renfro is yeah. for them. It went, when in doubt, you just throw it to Hunter Renfro. He catches it every time in the middle. So, you know, those two players certainly uh, gave the Patriots, uh, I think, the biggest challenge they've had this summer as far as receiving talent. Absolutely. It has vibes of Welker and Moss, right? Where it's like Adams over the top and Welker underneath or Renfro underneath in this case. And I'm not saying they're going to be as good as the 07 Patriots by any means, but that's sort of the look of of what I think Josh McDaniels is building. And the Raiders didn't even have Darren Waller out there today. He's injured and and wasn't in practice. So they still have another weapon that they didn't have out there uh, on Tuesday. So I think the biggest thing that you see, you got to tip your cap to the Raiders. They have a good team. They, They have a lot of talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Derek Carr is not the best quarterback in the league, but he's more than capable of distributing the football to guys that are open like Devontae Adams was for pretty much the entire practice. And I wanted to get into this with you too, Mike, because we've been talking about this idea for, I don't know, maybe a week now about game planning and the fact that the Patriots are not game planning the Las Vegas Raiders, like they're going to game plan them come December. And I'm not saying this to make excuses or to sugarcoat things about what we saw out there today. But I do think that context is really, really important, especially with the Patriots defense. I still go back to the identity thing with the Patriots offense, and I'm not entirely sure that a game plan is going to fix all of those problems that ail the offense at the moment. But defensively, I think they have enough talent. And we saw it at the two minute drill at the end that we keep on teasing. They have enough talent on that side of the ball that I think Bill Belichick, Gerard Mayo, and Steve can put together a game plan to hold some of these high-powered offenses at least somewhat in check. And I I wonder 
and we talked to Devin McCourty about this, Adrian Phillips about it after practice, and they're like, no, this is just play. This is roll the ball out. It's our 10 basic concepts versus their 10 basic concepts. It's fundamentals. It's basics. It's essentially a collection of 11 individual one-on-ones, right? It's not actually game plan football. So when the Patriots play the Raiders in December and we're back out here in Las Vegas, they're going to have a game plan for Devontae Adams. And they're not going to say to Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones, you got 17. Like, go get them, right? Like, yeah. good luck, yeah. right? They're going to have safeties over the top. They're going to have bracket calls. They're going to have different looks thrown at Devontae Adams off, press, you know, all those types of things. And today it's basically just one-on-one, mono e mono. like, good luck to you out there against 17. And he's just an all-world player, and that's not going to go well for pretty much any cornerback, I think. Maybe, like, prime Stephon Gilmore could take him on an island in a joint practice. But other than that, it's it's really not – uh, easy matchup for anybody at, at any level. No, and that's I mean, I mean, even with the game plan though, you still got problems. If you're going to double him down the field, you're going to still yeah. have to deal with Renfro, and you're still going to have to yeah. deal with Waller. Pick not even poison. to talk about their, yeah. their 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 running game. So, you know, that's what they're telling us right now. That you know, this is we're, we're just working on fundamentals. So that's all fine. But I've watched enough of these training camps now to know that what I've seen this summer just hasn't quite clicked yet. We'll see if it does. So let you know, but let's get into the final period because they, uh, you know, at the end did some eleven on eleven work. They did some red zone stuff. They did some. Then they did some full field stuff where they put up on the clock twenty to twenty four for the for the offense. They've got right. to go down with about I don't know, like a minute twenty left. Um, they they've got to go down and score. Uh, to that point, it had been pretty rough. Uh, but then the defense, I think, started started it off with, uh, you know, came down towards the end. They had, a, you know, a near pick, an incomplete. I, I, I wasn't sure. I think you said it was Judon then with back-to-back kind of sacks at the end to, to close it out. I thought one of them was Uche, but, again, it was hard to tell. Um, but all of a sudden, you know, at the end, they clicked in on defense, and the offense would soon follow sweep. But they were able to get some plays and get off the field there. So definitely at least, you know, start with the defense. They then ended with a high note. And just one more point to make. I think the run defense was okay today. Yeah. You know, some of the yeah. some of the runs look similar to what the Patriots were looking, where it's you're just running into a crowd and you know, would he have scored it out? Probably not, but you know, it's hard to tell for sure without without any tackling at all. But um, but that was a good sequence for the defense. Jonathan Jones, I know, popped up earlier. You know, had did have a pass defense on, on Devontae Adams, which was uh, a nice play for him. So to start with the defense, a nice little end for them. Yeah, and I think what we've seen consistently all summer is that the defensive front, especially that third down or two-minute pass rush package with Judon and Barmore, Josh Uche on the other edge opposite of Judon, maybe a Dietrich Wise as the other interior guy, that group has been able to get after quarterbacks, whether it's the Patriots quarterbacks or it's these joint practices against Baker Mayfield or today against Derek Carr they've been able to pressure quarterbacks with that front and control the line of scrimmage at times and I think that that's really where this defense's strength is going to have to be and they'll be able to be multiple and mix and match some of their blitz package in there as well and be able to get after some quarterbacks Judon I, I thought he drew a hold. I think Uche was the one that maybe got to Carr eventually, but I think it was Judon that drew a hold on that play on the tight end. Then he comes back on the next play. They ran a kind of like a zero look and, and bluffed it, and then Judon got another sack of Derek Carr to end that drive. So a really good sign that Judon back-to-back plays basically wrecked a drive single-handedly uh, for against the Raiders. And then you mentioned the the pass breakup to Jonathan Jones. We talked to Phillips, like I mentioned earlier, after practice. He said he actually dropped an interception. that w- He jumped a route and dropped the pick. 
was pretty hard on himself for dropping the interception. But the point is, is he was in position to make a big play for the defense and potentially turn the tide there on the Raiders even more. So that drive was the best sequence of the practice for the Patriots. And that pass rush package and that kind of third down look that the Patriots can give you defensively has been really, really good, I would say, throughout both joint practice sessions and obviously against the uh, Panthers in the preseason game when we did see it a little bit there last Friday night. That's been the most consistent thing the Patriots have going right now. Yeah, you mentioned that. I, you know, one thing that's kind of starting to pop for me a little bit, it seems like Christian Barmore getting a little bit of look with the base defense up top at the right defensive end position that we saw a lot of yeah. Dietrich Wise, Henry Anderson. So I think that's you know a good sign, certainly for both of us who want to see him become a three-down player. Let's set the stage, though, for the last uh, offensive possession. Um, you know, the previous two, I've got, you know, they had six reps in the previous two 11-ons, 11s. I had the first one, nice nice, t- nice touchdown pass to Devontae Parker. Um, but that was the only completion they had in the initial red zone series. The second one I had, you know, one one to Aguilar. That was it. Other that Three more incompletions. Uh, and it looked like maybe two kind of eh, runs. So setting the stage, you're going into this final. The, you're on the clock. It's, you know, pressure on. Not really expecting much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my, you know, rudimentary just kind of rundown um, of how it went. Because it was, it was pretty surprising. First one, nothing crazy. Just seemed like a little five-yard check down and bleed to Harris. Uh, second one, I didn't get a good look at, but I know it was incomplete. Then they, then they started hitting. Myers, uh, Ty Montgomery. They got a real nice throw, I thought, to Devontae Parker again, which was right along the sidelines, a little toe tap and, and out for a first down. Um, the next completion was to Jonu Smith. I thought it was a touchdown. I didn't know. I don't yeah, know what, they, what they exactly was They marked it down happened. on like the one yard line, but looked it looked like, like, a great like it was play. almost in. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't matter. They came back in the next one, and Mac found uh, Kendrick Bourne in the back of the end zone. Big spike from him. We know he's been going through some some you know things right now, trying to improve his playing time and, and you know with sitting out the game last week. So you know just like that, it was a real nice finish. It was, I mean, really one of maybe the best possessions I've seen all summer in terms of just sheer volume of completions and nice plays and you know nice throws by Mac and, and good catches. So I guess where the point we're at right now, after kind of being depressed for most of the practice, was hey they finished off strong. Maybe this is something that they can build off of. I still think in. Look, you can't play in the two-minute hurry-up for for 60 minutes, right? You can't do it all the time. But when they spread the field and they put their best skill players out there and they just kind of let Max sling it, yeah, it really feels like that's the best that they've looked all summer when they give him those opportunities. You mentioned the throw to Myers, which was a third down play. They had to move the chains. And then the one to Parker, those two really stood out to me the most because they were timing routes, right? Mm-hmm. It's a speed out to Myers, and then it was like a deep out to Parker. And he hit the back foot. The ball was out on time. The receiver was where he was supposed to be. And it was a complete, and we moved the chains. Those are the types of plays that I feel like we haven't seen quite enough of where the timing, the rhythm, the execution, everybody's on the same page, the blocking holds up, and it all looks the way it should. I think a lot of the offense that we've seen is kind of like that Nelson Aguilar play we keep on going back to on Friday night against Carolina, where it's one big play down the field erases a bunch of other things, or Devontae Parker goes up and wins a jump ball one-on-one against a defender. I'm not necessarily sure that is the most consistent or efficient way to move the football when you get into these plays or these sequences where they're hitting Myers on time and rhythm they're hitting Parker on time and rhythm 
And even the touchdown to Bourne, that was on time and in rhythm as well. So I, I think that those are the types of plays that you're hoping you see more of from the Patriots offense. Well, it's hard to believe, but we're only going to get to watch one more practice this summer. So I don't want to make it up to be the climax of the summer. But, you know, certainly the stage has been set based on what happened today. I'm sure there are going to be plenty of write-ups today uh, focusing heavily on the struggles of the Patriots offense. Uh, so we'll see how they react tomorrow. But, it's it's again, it's hard to believe. Summer's almost over. We're not going to get to watch another practice after tomorrow until next summer. Uh, and then the climax, of course, of the preseason will be on Friday night here against these Raiders. So we will be back tomorrow with the final camp cast to wrap everything up for you. This was a thorough one. We, we really dove into it. So hopefully we can uh, you know, pro provide some light on it out here in Vegas of, of what's been going on. So we'll see how things develop and we'll catch you next time on the camp cast. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.